Traveler, we're live from the apocalypse. Well, hello there, weary traveler. Tis I, your Academy H storyteller, Will. Bidding you welcome to our award-nominated Masks Actual Play podcast. That is correct. If you somehow haven't heard, we were nominated for an Audioverse Award, which, yeah, is incredibly cool. I mentioned this last episode, but I did make a terrible mistake in saying that there was no way that you could vote for us. Turns out that is not the case. Voting is now open. If you scroll down to the episode description, you can find a link. And if you can spare a few minutes, we would very, very much appreciate it if you would support the show by giving us a little vote. And while you're over there, check out some of the other amazing shows that have been nominated. It is incredibly flattering to be included among their ranks. But enough about the super cool award that we were nominated for. Let's talk about the episode. This is the final part of Add-Ons and Extras, the arc that our very dear friend Corey joined us for as Chase Boyd, aka Extra. If you've listened to the other four parts, which I don't know why you wouldn't have if you're listening to this one, you know exactly how much joy and humor and personality Corey brought to Chase in just a few short episodes. And we are very sad to say see you later, but not goodbye. You may still see Extra in a future episode or two. And yeah, yeah, you know the rest of this. We're live from the apocalypse. We raise money for charity. We record this show live on Twitch. We will be getting back to our regular recording schedule starting November 12th, and we would love to have you join us for that. But I think that is more than enough talking from me as a thank you for heading on over to audioverseawards.net and giving us your vote. I will let you get right into this action-packed final episode of Add-Ons and Extras. Here's part five. Chase, you were taking the mask off this person and putting it on yourself, and you have the trench coat, and you're taking the gun. You're slipping out to blend yourself in. I do want you to roll to unleash your powers as well. In this case, unleash your powers covers the full breadth of what you are able to do, which would include just, like, sneaking around, doing subterfuge, that kind of thing. What do I add to that? You would add your freak to it. Oh, fuck. That's a seven minus one. Mm. It's a six. There are two team in the pool. So if somebody wanted to help you, they could say how they're doing. So spend one of those team and you would get a plus one. That would go from a failure to a mixed success. So what is it that Extra was trying to do in this situation? Basically just like blend in and join the ranks. I'm going to say that what happens is you accidentally bump the controls of the gun and it starts to power up with an audible whirr. It's just making a lot of noise. You don't seem to have attracted attention currently, but if it keeps going, it's going to get loud and people are going to start wondering why you're charging your weapon. Can I pause it an option? Could this be like right when Kaz's stream starts? We could say that if Kaz, you're willing to, to start your stream then? Yeah. I mean, I think that would depend on how my conversation with Leah went, because Kaz would have been honest in saying, like, this is something I'm thinking of doing. And if Leah was like, don't you dare, he would have taken that under advisement. 
because there is a team riding on this and a success as, as a result, I'm going to say that you have to make a choice here. Time is of the essence with this situation. If you want the live stream to be a distraction, you don't have time to talk to Leo about doing it first. So you can either talk to Leo about it or you can do it and have it help. Kaz is going to start the stream. Okay, very good. What are you doing? <laughs> so I think what Kaz has done, first of all, is remove everything from his closet and is in there in darkness except for his powers being activated because he is not about to put out any identifying markers of where he is streaming this from. What were all of the hashtags on the video directed at Kaz? So hashtag bone magic, hashtag hostage situation, hashtag crime, hashtag cool guns, and then like hashtag Halo 7 dance challenge to feed the algorithm. Jesus. <laughs> Incredible. Um, I think Kaz uses a number of those same hashtags to get their attention assuming that they're going to be looking for that, as well as reaction video. Um, <laughs> oh, very good, yeah. The algorithm's gonna love that. <laughs> and I think he might, um, I think he might hashtag moral majority, because that phrase was used earlier, and see if that also gets their attention. Um, I will say also, I think that is the name of the account that the original video came from at them directly. A hundred percent. Okay. Are you just talking shit, or what are you doing in this video? So Kaz is sitting in the darkened closet, wreathed in his purple aura, and he says, well, moral majority, you asked for my attention, and you've gotten it. And if this is how we're going to be communicating, I thought it fair that I give you a chance to choose another direction first. I mean, like I said earlier, we can do this the hard way or we can do this the easy way. And if you're going to push this, we are definitely doing this the hard way. This wouldn't be the first time I've broken someone's bones. If you want to take that chance, please continue on because you may not think that I'm a hero, but I am a hero and I'm not going to let you hurt these innocent people. So you have a chance. Stand down and let them go. Or I will be unleashing hell on that building. Your choice. You successfully do that. You spend a team from the pool, and that six becomes a seven, and you feel the gun start to power up in your hand, and you're just like, oh, fuck no. And then you just like hit some random things, and it works. It shuts it back down. It starts to power back down with a much quieter whir. I'm gonna drop into step and just try and fall right in line. And so here's how I'm imagining the building. So I'm imagining like a rectangle with rooms on either side. In the middle is just like a big rectangle of cubicles. On one side is the room that I came in. On the other side is a room filled with hostages. Is that fair? So like, as of right now, possibly the one guard on the other side is passing that room. And then I am starting to move my way in that rectangle along towards that room is how I'm imagining it. The way you're imagining it is exactly right. I think there's the one main sort of guy 
in the middle with a phone up actively watching the live stream and is kind of like talking to uh whoever in the gang as they walk past just like do you believe this like all these threats nothing to worry about this is going to be fun it's working in my brief experience so far with it can i try and figure out how this gun works like if i had to shoot this gun how would i do it and if i need to roll something for it what would i roll Sure, I don't think you need to roll for that since you did it by accident, but you can tell now there's like a dial that is clearly the power-up sequence, and that also determines exactly how powerful the blasts that it shoots are, from like, you know, non-lethal to very lethal. But you get the impression that the higher the setting, the longer it's going to take to power up. Once it's powered up, though, it's basically, it's like any other gun. You just point it, pull the trigger. So I'm kind of making my rounds, and I'm waiting a moment... To see what everyone else is going to do. I'm waiting for shit to pop off. The rest of you can see extra in position. You can tell which one he is because you know what to look for. But it you don't see anybody else reacting to it, so it looks like the deception worked. What do you want to do now? Right. I'm going to turn to Danny and be like, all right, I'm going to go get their attention. When you hear it, you get those people. Okay. Danny's going to nod affirmingly and then just continue watching the hostage room. There's probably like a fire escape and Lyra heads on down it. She's probably used to that. Goes across the street towards the front. I just want to be clear about this. Are you leaping from the fire escape of the building you are on to the other building? Uh, No, my plan was going to be to make them have to come down. So if she gets down there to the front, is there anyone, like, guarding the front? Or is it, like, can I walk into the the lobby of this? It looks like you can walk into the lobby. You don't see anybody guarding the front when you first get there. So I think what I am going to do is I'm going to walk into the lobby. And I'm going to get to the center. And Lyra's going to take a deep breath. And then I'm going to try to shatter as hard and as loud as I can, all these windows inwards towards myself. Just the entire building or just on the first floor? Um, Probably the, like, the floors below where we saw the hostages down. Fair enough. And I want it to be loud and concerning and for them to, you know, if they look out the window where they are, they're not going to hopefully be able to see anything. So they're going to have to come down to see what the fuck that was. Definitely another unleashing your powers, so roll with freak. You were trying to do both a very big scale use of your powers and also trying to have it have a specific outcome. Can I use my move, the mask? I mean, you're wearing your mask. Affirming your heroic or secret identity is a pretty nebulous concept, but I mean, <laughs> I would say that, like, your identity, as it is known to the world, more commonly as glass lass, would definitely be embodied by the fact that you are shattering, like, floors and floors and floors of glass. Because that, that lets me roll with savior instead of freak, and uh, my freak is negative two, so I don't really want to do that. At least not for this part. Yeah, roll with savior. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, nine. Two fours and a one. That is not bad at all. Um, Another opportunity. There's one team left in the pool. That is one away from a true success if somebody has any thoughts. The suggestion that I could think to give off the top of my head would be that maybe Alex could 
help it be a little more impressive by super stomping or something. But that's just a thought. You feel the building wobble a little bit? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Alex is absolutely willing to help cause a ruckus. Uh, I think probably what it'll do is, yeah, like, is that he sees the windows wobbling, but then starts to see that the wobbling is, like, that they're holding. Like, the wobbling is subsiding without them breaking. So what he's going to do is, from his side, is he's going to do the super strength clap to basically take advantage of the fact that they are weakened to break them. Love that. There is no team left in the pool, and that is a 10. That is a true success. You shatter all of this glass, Lyra, but you feel the power diminish the higher up the building it gets, the farther away from you it gets, the harder it is for you to accomplish this with your powers. Alex, you can kind of sense that and hear it as the shattering is getting, like, quieter and quieter. It's not quite reaching you, it's not quite having the desired effect. So you decide to help out with a super clap, which is going to not only shatter the glass on the floor below you, but it's also going to shatter a lot of the glass on this floor as well, just by sheer force. And miraculously, none of that glass is going to hurt any of the hostages, but some of the shards are going to fly and cut up the three guards standing in the room. The hostages who have been forced to sit down on the floor are low enough that when the glass shards explode inward, it kind of passes right over their head. But the three guards who are standing hostage are going to get various sized pieces of window glass up stuck in them. They're going to cry out in pain, and then they're basically going to, like, step out of the hostage room. The main guy with his phone is going to point at a bunch of the guards who are just kind of walking perimeter, and it's going to say, go see what that was. And then he's going to point to a few more, and he's going to say, pull some of that fucking glass out of them. Shit's about to get real. And the hostages, for at least a moment, are unguarded, Danny. Danny is going to uh, teleport into the hostage room. People definitely sort of gasp as you appear in the middle of them out of a magenta portal. Hello. Uh, I'm Hi, I'm Danny. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm the stage. Danny will say very unconvincingly. And I'm here to help you. I'm so sorry. Uh, Danny will open another portal and close his original one, open another one, and make it wider. Everyone, please follow through in a orderly fashion. People are definitely a little unsure at first. I think I want you... You're doing a lot here. Roll with Freak as well. Unleash your powers. I got a 12. Let's go. So you just do it. People are very unsure at first. They they look terrified of you, but somehow your stuttering and kind of rambling puts them at ease, and you are able to open another portal. It is big enough that many of them can go through at the same time. It is kind of a strain for you to hold on to it, but you can keep it open and get them all through it. Uh, yeah, as Danny lets them out, um, he's going to follow them through to make sure that potentially no guards were secretly amongst them. I will say that you can open your portal into the lobby of the building, and Bethel, if you want to use that to get up to the floor, you can. Oh, sure. If that's how it goes. I think uh, when the portal opens and they start to come through, she kind of like steps like up on her toes to see that she sees Danny coming along behind him, and she will be like, uh, excuse me, pardon me, and then she's going to sweep some of the glass that she broke up with her and take it through the portal and as she passes Danny, she is going to give him another shoulder squeeze on her way by. 
I'm picturing a very, like, you know, back handspring, like, corkscrew over the heads <laughs> of the people as they're streaming through, landing on the other side. Yeah, she'll jump. She'll hop. She doesn't have time to patiently wait for them to go through the line. So she will definitely, like, leap through. And then as she does that, Daniel will say, go get him, boss. Um, I kind of want to just throw out there. Um, so I imagine all the bad guys are, like, towards the center of the room like kind of retracting in closer to the leader. And I want to just kind of continue walking my perimeter at least a little bit. And as I'm going, I want to just leave little versions of my, just like versions of myself behind me. Cause I imagine <laughs> it again as being like cubicles. So like, they're just like crouched down below the eye line of the cubicle. And so they're just like one, two, three. And as I'm just walking along, I'm just dropping them behind. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, you can absolutely do that. I'm not going to make you roll until they actually come into effect. But yes, you can totally do that. For the rest of you, as you dive back through the portal, Bethel, you can hear shouting and raised voices. The last of the hostages plus Danny get through the portal and it closes behind them. And you are standing in the hostage room. You can see where they are kind of gravitating towards each other. All of the men in masks are kind of gravitating towards each other in the center of the room, kind of like looking around defensively, trying to put their backs to each other. And Chase is also heading in that direction, presumably to do the same thing. But once they have kind of all gathered together, one of them is going to point out towards the hostage room and be like, hey, who's that? And they're going to all sort of turn and start making their way over towards you. And as they do so, they're going to start powering up those weapons. You can hear the whir of energy, but it is much louder now as they're all kind of doing it in tandem with each other. I'm going to engage a threat, I guess, because I'm going to take some of that glass. And again, Lyra kind of like, like her hand is pointed down and she twists it around into a fist and just gathers the broken glass up in like a long, thin strand and she's going to whip it across at those guns. Very cool. Roll with danger. With this flat. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad it's flat. Seven. <laughs> That's a six and a one. <laughs> Great. You hit, so it means you're going to trade blows. But basically what that means is you are going to fling glass towards them. One of them is going to, like, step to the forefront. It's kind of weird to see. It's almost like he's pulling a parachute, but he reaches up to, like, the sort of tack vest that he's wearing under the trench coat, and he pulls out what kind of, again, looks like a ripcord. And in front of him, this sort of field of red energy appears, and your glass hits it and just immediately starts to melt as it passes through. This does have the unfortunate side effect of showering them in molten glass, but it is not sharp. They do like cry out in pain. A bunch of them like twist and try to like put the trench coats up to catch the molten glass so it doesn't actually hit their skin, but it does burn quite a few of them. You hear them scream. In response though, some of them are going to shoot at you. The ones that are farther behind, they're going to level some of those laser weapons and just start shooting. So you are gonna have to roll to take a powerful blow which means you're rolling 2d6 plus conditions marked, and you want to roll low on this one. Not good? Oh, no. How'd you do? I got an 8. Okay, I mean, that could be worse. 
So you have to choose one. You lash out verbally and provoke a teammate to foolhardy action, or take advantage of your influence to inflict a condition. So you could be mean as a result. You give ground and your opposition gets an opportunity, or you struggle through the pain and you mark two conditions. Oh. <laughs> Great opportunity to be mean to Alex, I'm just saying. He's in the other room, not doing anything. <laughs> I know. He is. Tell him to get out here and help. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that is what's going to happen. I think as she stumbles back and she probably gets like one of the shots, she just you, she just goes, Jesus Christ, victory! Provoking victory to foolhardy action, I'm assuming? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> cool. And I love it. So, victory, that is going to happen. Um, I'm going to treat that like you succeeded on the provoke move. So, victory, if you do it, you can add a team to the pool. But if you don't do it, you have to mark a condition. And by it, I mean throw yourself into the fray in foolhardy action. In foolhardy action. Well, I think because he is also already insecure, uh, I think, yeah, I think he's just gonna, he's just gonna do it. Like, it's the insecure condition already kind of makes him want to do something stupid. So, yeah, he is just going to throw himself bodily in between his teammates and the laser fire, even though he has not yet gotten any more information from Dr. Victory about what these weapons might actually do and whether or not he is in fact invincible to them or not. Absolutely perfect. I love it. And I will say that you can also clear insecure because yeah. you are literally taking foolhardy action without talking to your team. So yeah, you are going to throw yourself into the middle and the main guy who has his phone up, you kind of interpose yourself between Bethel and the masked gang. The guy with the phone up before he's not holding it up anymore, obviously, is going to say, that's him. And point at you and say, gravity well. And the one who is wearing that weird disc thing on his back is going to take it off and slide it across the floor to you. At which point it is going to activate. Mm. And you are going to feel yourself crushed under high intensity gravity that brings you down to your knee. Your one weakness. <laughs> Being knocked down. <laughs> the ground. <laughs> the event horizon of a black hole. My only weakness. In true victory fashion, <laughs> you find yourself on the floor. <laughs> Back against the floor. <laughs> Good thing I'm already guilty. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. So, uh, Chase, do you want to do a thing? You've seen all of the, these actions take place. Yes, I do. As I'm walking around, I want to, like, maybe not in unison, but as people did it, I want to turn the gun on so it starts revving up. And... I imagine, so again, so I see the room over here where essentially not everyone is going, but like most everybody is focused that way. And I want to keep walking this way. So wait, I'm sorry, where is Victory at again? The gang is all clustered together. Victory is somewhere in the middle between them and the room where the hostages were, trapped under the this gravity well thing. And Bethel is actually in the hostage room or in the doorway of the hostage room. I would like for all of my duplicates to pop up at the same time and I imagine at this point there's just kind of like a ring of them around the room and they all point to the guy in the middle of the room uh, and yell hey dickhead and you hear it like a reverberation around the room and I want to I want to shoot to kill (laughs) guns fully revved up and so that way they don't know where it's coming from who it's coming from and I want to be as distracted as possible okay roll with danger you are directly engaging a threat Danger. Shit, that's minus one. 
Yeet! That's a four. With the minus one or without the minus one? With the minus one. It was three and a two minus one. So you are going to take a powerful blow. Nice. But also I think you take aim with the gun. The setting that is for kill, the the highest setting, which you cranked it all the way up to, (laughs) turns out it has a a surprising like kickback. It has a surprising amount of recoil. So your shot actually goes, goes nowhere near the cluster of guys in the middle. The illusionary ones kind of pass right through them, but those aren't real, obviously, and they don't take any damage from that. But your one shot goes wide, and I am going to say that it does hit one of your duplicates that's on the other side of the room, and they kind of de-res in that sort of burst of light. Some of them are going to spin and just like immediately start returning fire at all of your duplicates. So roll 2d6 plus your conditions marked, and you want a low roll on this one. You want to fail it. Uh, I don't think I have any conditions, so I got a three. Yeah, I don't think you do either, and that is perfect. Oh, good. You stand strong. You get to mark potential because you failed a roll. And you get to describe what happens. In my mind, maybe they just take out a whole bunch of your duplicates. I feel like the exact thing. So I think I'm the only one who is impacted by the recoil. So I think I am blasted back Mm -hmm. into the wall and then fall on my ass. So I'm below (laughs) everybody's eye level. So there's just a bunch of shots that we got around the room. We got him. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. So everybody is kind of distracted by like this sudden appearance of a bunch of duplicate extras all taking fake shots at them. Who would like to do a thing? I'm sorry, because I'm not going to help Alex in his little predicament right now. (laughs) Lyra wants to take advantage of the chaos. She wants to kind of like vault over these people and get up to the guy with the phone, the leader. And I want to get my little glass claws right up around his throat. (laughs) Uh, Dig it. Absolutely love it. And um, you're directly engaging a threat. Roll with danger. I think they're is a team in the pool now also because Alex did not take another condition. So, yes. 10. All right, perfect. That is a big success. You just do it. Oh, no, sorry. You get to pick two. Resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. And with a 10, I get to do two? Yes. Okay, yeah. I think... I think what I want to do is I want to resist and avoid their blows. I want to just get over them, and I want to frighten the opposition. You are absolutely acrobatic enough that you do that. You get into his personal area, and you put glass claws up to his throat. Everybody around with the weapons kind of, like, spins to focus inward, and you suddenly have all of these rifles kind of pointed at you at the same time. Yeah, I think I've got, like, with my one hand is just, like, around the collar of his jacket. Like, I'm holding on him with the one hand, and the other hand is just, like, right up in there. Right, right, right. And, and I think as you do that, he's, you know, immediately puts his hands up, and he says, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Alex, are you going to try to get up? <laughs> yes. So first you see Alex struggling mightily to try and force his way up off of the floor, and the floor is even almost like cracking under his many times multiplied weight. But then he actually has a moment of reflecting back on when he was pinned under the car during training, and pauses and takes a deep breath 
and tries to focus on using his telekinesis to move himself out of the gravity field rather than using raw strength focusing on telekinesis which normally you think of it as like projecting physical force but he's sort of trying to think of it as a more an extra physical force that is not bound by the laws of gravity I love it you're unleashing your powers so roll with freak let's get my freak on Okay. Well. <laughs> well, that 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 is that is a seven. That is just barely a success. Okay, still a success. A success is a success. So you can do it. You either have to mark a condition, or I'll tell you how it's unstable or temporary. I am going to go ahead and mark angry. Cool. <laughs> I have a thought for that. Also, if you're if you're into it. Sure. I think one of those moments as you're as you're lying there, not only do you think of the car, but you think back to some of your early days training with the old Dr. McManus. You think back to one particular instance where he said, you know, I'm really not sure why the Victory Program works for you. You don't think. You're all about muscle power, but not brain power curious thing so that enrages you understandably like yeah yes all right taking the good point under advisement but also man you're you're such a dick about it dr m you're such a dick about it all the time it's true why (laughs) why do you always choose violence (laughs) you are angry you do it, though. You you manage to use your telekinesis to get out of the gravity well. What does it look like? Is it just kind of... Do you literally just sort of throw yourself out of it with telekinetic force? So he sort of like, after struggling against it, he actually just lays flat on the floor as like this in this line just kind of like levitates <laughs> up in the air and uh, and then moves just out of the beam of the gravity well uh, as he sort of kips onto his feet and then immediately turns around and blows up the gravity well device with side beams. Amazing. We love to see it. We love to see it. You get back to your feet. Bethel, you have this man in a chokehold with glass claws at his throat. He has told everybody to wait and not shoot. What would you like to do? Is he still live streaming? Hard to Hell, he he had stopped live streaming because he was watching Kaz's. I didn't know if he'd like tried to start to make a reply. No, you can hear it going. He's got his phone like kind of dangling at his side. And she does like a little like glance. She sees Alex is on his feet. She sees Chase is all right. And she's gonna she's gonna lean in a little bit to this guy and say, It's terrifying. Do you know what it's like to be stabbed? Do you know what it's like? <laughs> I can tell you. I can show you. Jeff, one you'd rather. Tell them to drop the guns now. Or you're not going to say anything ever again. Roll it superior to provoke someone. <laughs> That's a plus two. Thanks, Nina. <laughs> Eight. You can choose one. Oh, no, he, he gets to choose. I have a plus one moving forward on what's vulnerable to me. Oh, that's right. You did do that. 
but that only makes it a nine. Right, yeah, not a ten. I mean, that would bring it up to a nine if you wanted to do a team, you could, somehow. I actually have a thought for that. (laughs) Cool. Maybe Alex sort of start walking towards Bethel while going, Hey, Bethel, let's not do do anything crazy. Let's not do anything we're all going to (laughs) regret. Understanding that Bethel does absolutely have it under control, but this is just... This is mugging. This is mugging for the camera and wanting to try and give the impression to the opposition that Bethel is 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 maybe a loose cannon who might jest if a bitch would. You remember what happened last time you were thrown out? <laughs> you hear a gun start revving up from behind. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. You spend the team. You get a ten. And that means that they rise to the bait and do what you want. So he is going to say. Everybody, uh, we're all just going to be cool. Nobody's going to shoot anybody. We're just going to stay calm. We're all going to put our put our guns down. And he looks meaningfully at, at everybody around who, in fact, do kind of all start to, like, set their weapons down on the ground, looking a little bit unsure back and forth at each other, like they're not sure they're going to listen to him. But then he says it more forcefully. He's like, we're all going to put our guns down. And then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right, we, we, we will, we will. So they, they do that, and then they kind of, like, stand up, put their hands up. I kind of want to just, like, have a duplicate walk out into sight, just one, so it's as clear as possible, and put his gun down. Okay. <laughs> I'm still as, I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still pretending to be part yeah. of this. Uh, I think once all the guns are on the ground, Alex is going to uh, TK all of the guns over to him in a pile. Okay, cool. You can absolutely do that. And then I, I think, honestly, from there, you, you tell them all to, like, sit down, put their hands behind their heads, maybe even tie them up. All of that good stuff. I wouldn't really call Micah in this situation, would I? Except for the fact that we did kind of make... If this technically isn't something he would handle as the fact that it's, like, not superhero-related, but we did bully him into being our mentor. That's also not not superhero-related. I will say that at that moment, you get a text message from Dr. Victory Alex that says, definitely alien tech with three more V emojis afterwards. Huh. Hey, so, um, the moral guys, um, where'd you get these? Where'd you get them, buddies? I think Lyra is also keeping the leader away from the rest of the group. Like, she is very deliberately like, it's you and me, bud. Uh, we don't, one of them will say, like, we we don't, we don't know. We just, you know, showed up to do a job and, uh, that's what they gave us. They, like, taught us how to use it, but that's it. Who's they? Don't know that either. I'm sorry. What did you do? You, you just take a Craigslist ad? You showed up and they put a gun in your hand? Look, we're criminals. We do hostage things sometimes, okay? I didn't. We didn't know any of the details. That's not really how it works. All right, well, here's a detail that some of you should probably know. Who the fuck told you about Spectral and their familial situation? They all kind of, like, point at the main guy. Lyra just turns. <laughs> just, like, a practice turn, as you would on a bounce beam. Just a whoop. <laughs> just, like, it almost looks like she just, like, levitates around. She's like, well... I can't say anything. Can. You will. You should. No, I can't. 
Convince me why. He's clearly getting more and more panicked and like more and more hysterical. And he's going to say, I, I don't think I can say that either. I don't think I can say anything. He, he kind of just like stops talking. He's still terrified of you. That's fine. You can use that to apply a little pressure if you want. Yeah, I think I think I am. I think uh, I'm going to crouch down now so that I'm not looming over him anymore. I'm going to crouch down to his level and I'm going to say, listen, you can keep being my problem or you can make someone else my problem. It's your choice. You don't understand. They'll kill me. You don't understand. So would I. Are you doing anything immediate to drive that point home? I was just going to say, some of the broken glass that's already in the room, I would just, like, make it slither around. Like, you can just hear it dragging across the the tile floor. And he starts to to freak out even more and says, Okay, 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 okay. All right. No, stop. Don't do anything. Uh, Look, I'll tell you, okay? I'll tell you it was... And then, before he can speak from the pile of of alien weapons that you all created one of the guns is going to swivel of its own volition independently and shoot him in the head Alex I'm going to give you a fresh round of the guilty condition for that it's a little too reminiscent actually at this point Alex is just going to melt the whole pile with Laser vision? Yep, laser vision. (laughs) Okay. All right, cool. I couldn't remember if you had laser vision or not. Yes, that is, in fact, one of his full suite of just absurd Silver Age Superman powers. Cool. Can I just say that I love that we are this far into the show and we still have the running joke of victory has all of the powers of Superman and none of the ability to stay standing upright (laughs) in a fight. Yep. (laughs) The ground is my kryptonite. Truly. It's everywhere. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, great. So you melt the guns. You immediately turn your head, laser vision the guns. They all melt into a pile of slag. It's too late. The man is dead. I think in the moment after you shoot the laser vision and melt the guns, you both realize you haven't actually seen Extra since he got thrown back against the wall. What have you done to him, Will? (laughs) Would you like to go check on him to make sure he's okay? Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You walk around one of the corners, one of the cubicles. You see the spot where his body made kind of a crater into the into the crumbling wall. You see Extra sitting there, propped up. Still has the gun resting across his lap. But there is now a piece of rebar sticking through him, which was dislodged when Alex superclapped the building. Is he dead or just injured? Just injured. Okay. Extra, you do not feel good. (laughs) I sent out my extra to do that, and so I was just sitting on the floor, and I'm like, I'm going to get there. I'll be there in just a minute. Everything is good. Everything's good. He's got it. As long as they think I'm in the fight, I'm in the fight. 
kind of open my eyes. It's really bright in here, guys. It's whoa, like whoa, super. Whoa. Hey, extra. It's like super bright in here. Ooh, it's okay. Actually, okay, we're getting. We're getting. Why does it feel so wet around my butt? Did I pee? Did I poop? Uh, no, no. <laughs> sitting in a pool of blood. <laughs> yep, nope. That's that. That's that's just blood, buddy. Don't don't worry. This is why I got kicked off a of team C because I pooped myself on a mission. I got so scared. <laughs> you guys aren't gonna kick me off the team, are you? Um. I'm not kicking you off of anything. <laughs> I'm calling Masterson. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, you know, assuming that emergency services are on the way, also Alex is going to use his x-ray vision to, like, assess how bad the internal injuries are. You put in the call to Masterson, Lyra, and Interspec is on their way. They're sending a medical team. They're sending Spectre agents to take in the remaining terrorists and examine whatever's left of the alien technology that you found. Victory, when you turn on your X-ray vision to examine extra, what's weird? You don't see anything. Like I, I see no internal organs, no I see no no skeleton. I see just sort of a, a weird hollow boy. You see maybe a kind of a glowing nimbus of light. And I think as you are looking, extra you cough up more blood and then both of you see him de-res just like his other duplicates he disappears and there's no blood no trace just the alien weapon sitting there you are standing there completely shocked and flabbergasted by this new development it starts to get loud around you as interspec arrives Agents are coming in, they're taking the other men away who are protesting loudly that they didn't know what they were signing up for, they didn't mean to do anything, they were never going to hurt anybody. They start taking away some of the weapons as well to examine it, the gravity well technology, and start pulling you away, start trying to pull you away to question the two of you about exactly what happened. I think Micah is there doing the majority of the talking to the two of you, because he wants to take your, your statements, essentially, for his reports. I think we're going to cut away on that to you all talking to Micah. He's taking down your words. You're both very confused. <laughs> that, very. That, is, that is one of several emotions being felt, yes. We're going to move to a different location. It is dark, lit only by some hanging fluorescent lamps in the ceiling that dangle and cast individual pools of light on the floor, but it's enough to illuminate equipment. It's enough to make it clear that this is a laboratory of some kind. As we sort of jump from pool of light to pool of light, we arrive at one that is a tube. And that tube is full of some kind of liquid. Floating suspended in that tube full of liquid is Chase Boyd, eyes closed, unconscious, with the click of very expensive shoes. Someone in a lab coat walks in, holding a clipboard, stops in front of the tube, starts remarking and says, well, the project was successful enough. We learned what we could 
from the infiltration. It didn't last quite as long as we would have liked, but he performed admirably. And another voice, this time a woman's voice, says, Would you like to keep him alive then, Dr. West? And Glenn turns around, clipboard in hand, to examine Chase floating in the tube. Says, oh yes. I still have plans for him. If you'd like to keep up with us and what we're up to, you can follow us on Twitter at Live from the Apoc, Instagram and TikTok at Live from the Apocalypse, Blue Sky at LiveFromTheApocalypse.com, or join our Discord community, which will be linked in the description down below. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, feel free to give us a good rating and follow the show on your podcatcher of choice. Leave a review if you're so inclined, it really does help us out so much. The donation link to our current charity fundraising campaign can also be found in the description if you'd like to help us support worthy causes. Join us for the live recordings of Academy H every other Sunday, or any of our many other ongoing live-streamed campaigns that happen throughout the week over at twitch.tv slash livefromtheapocalypse. For all this information and more, check out livefromtheapocalypse.com. As always, nothing we do would be possible without your support, and we appreciate you so, so much. Until next time. Academy H is edited by Will Malkus, with music and sound effects from Epidemic Sound, Dark Fantasy Studios, and Krotos Sound. Character art by at Draws on Twitter and Instagram. There were so many funny outtakes from this episode, I couldn't pick just one. So as a fun little treat, you get all three. Enjoy. So what he's going to do is the super strength clap. The on three or on three clap is up to you. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Will, you can't kill every guest that comes onto our show. I didn't kill Amber's character. Amber's character's still alive. But you killed this one. Did you say execute him? (laughs) Oh, man. I didn't hear it, but the captions picked it up. (laughs) (laughs) Captions are snitching.